I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. Well, as always, we've got to look past the headlines if we want to get to the real source of the issues. And it would be easy to look at the headlines. You can ask pretty much anybody on the street about the president canceling student loans. And the majority of people will say, yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. But you got to go past the headline and the initial question. And a new poll from the Cato Institute shows that uh, once you get behind and beyond the headline, things uh, start to change uh, pretty quickly. Emily Ankins is the vice president and director of polling at the Cato Institute. Emily, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, One of the reasons we love the Cato Institute, as what we affectionately call one of our inside sources, uh, is the fact that your polling always goes beyond just that top line, obvious, blunt force instrument uh, kind of polling and get down into the uh, the deeper things that give us a lot more insight and, and much more nuance. So tell us, what have you learned uh, since this announcement came out from uh, President Biden about canceling student loans? Top line level, I'm guessing most people are saying, yeah, that's a good thing. But tell us what happens underneath. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what what most people do is they hear about this proposal that uh, the Biden administration has put out to forgive $10,000 in federal student loan debt. And they think, well, you know, it's hard. You know, college is expensive. It's hard to pay off your loans. Sure, that sounds fine. And we find that that if you just ask about the benefits, 64% of Americans support this idea of forgiving up to $10,000 in federal student loans for those who earn less than $150,000 a year. But that doesn't get at the cost and the trade-offs associated with this program. I mean, one thing to keep in mind is there really is no such thing as student debt cancellation. Uh, you can't cancel debt. All you can do is transfer it to somebody else or to something else. And so that's what we wanted to ask about is how how do people, how do Americans navigate the trade-offs? And so we went through and asked some follow-up questions. Um, we asked, what if um, for giving up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt for borrowers um, meant that um, your taxes would go up? Would you favor or oppose this proposal? And the results flipped. oppose student debt cancellation if um, their taxes would go up. Um, For another group of survey respondents, we asked them, what if this meant, you know, what if this proposal meant that colleges and universities would raise their tuition and fee prices? That gets even more people opposed, 76%, so three-fourths, more than three-fourths of Americans turn against 
this proposal, this Biden proposal to cancel student debt, if it encouraged colleges to increase their tuition and fees. And that's something that research analysts and experts believe will happen as a consequence. So it's one of those second order, third order effects, but it's something that has happened in the past um, and we expect that it will happen again. Um, Federal student loan uh, lending is just is very much connected with how universities, especially private universities, um, charge their students and public universities, how they charge out of state students. When federal lending goes up, then they charge the students more. And that sticker price, as you've seen, it just goes up and up and up. It's gone up about 30 percent like the past decade or so. Um, A lot of that has to do with federal lending. And so if we cancel student debt, the research suggests that that would happen even more. Um, There's a few other things that we looked at, too. Um, Researchers also believe that student debt cancellation would lead a lot of employers to start requiring people to have bachelor's degrees, college degrees for jobs that don't require it. Um, And so that's called credential inflation. So we ask people, you know, what would you favor or oppose this, um, you know, forgiving $10,000 in student debt? If it meant that more employers would require college degrees, even if not needed to do the job. And again, you get 71% opposed to the plan. Um, And so what you see across the board is that while Americans really like this idea in theory, in practice, they oppose the trade-offs that are necessarily um, associated and required in order to make this program happen. Yeah, I think that's so important looking at the once you understand the trade-off or the transfer of the debt, which is a really yeah. important way to uh, to look at all that, every everything starts to change. And, and, and we do know that the government's already poised and, and ready to start giving out more student loans. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people will take a student loan and probably a bigger student loan with the idea of, well, hey, if they're canceling this round, maybe in another four years, they'll they'll cancel mine, um, which will also drive those those costs up. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to, to get to is you, you started to break this down along some political lines as well that was also interesting. Uh, give us some insight in terms of how independents uh, are looking at this student debt cancellation. And then I also want to get to those Americans who actually paid off their own student loans and, and where they fall in all of this. Right. Um, so if you look at partisans, Democrats, Republicans, independents, they, they approach these trade-offs differently. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, so independents and Republicans in this particular case are pretty similar. Democrats are a little bit different, though, on these questions. Demo- a majority of Democrats say that they would support student debt cancellation even if it raised their taxes. Um, but for independents and for Republicans, they oppose um, as soon as you bring up these trade-offs, they say these are not acceptable trade-offs. But Democrats would support higher taxes. The one thing that Democrats would not accept where they really turn strongly against student debt cancellation is if it increased or if it caused employers or excuse me, if it caused colleges and universities to charge higher rates, you know, higher tuition and fees. And if it um, encouraged employers to start requiring degrees, even if it's not needed for the job. So those second order effects of student debt cancellation are unacceptable for Democrats and independents and Republicans. Fascinating. And then how about those? uh, I'm kind of guessing where we're going with those who repay their debts on their own. I'm guessing they're probably not uh, thrilled with the whole proposition. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you that you bring that up, because before we did the poll, we wanted to find out about what about Americans who have repaid their loans? 
what's their story? How many of them are there? And we actually had a really hard time finding data on the people who have repaid their loans. So our survey is one of the only ones that I'm aware of that has really gotten some numbers on this. So something that maybe some of your listeners um, don't know is that of all Americans in the U.S., it's about one in 10 that currently have outstanding student loans. It's about one in 10. The number of people who have previously had loans but repaid that is about two in 10. So it's almost double um, the number of people who are currently repaying loans. And so if you look at that, it's about a quarter, it's about 23% of Americans who say that they previously had student loans, but they repaid it. For them, this student de- this student cancellation bill really even asks more of them. It says, you paid back your loans. Would you also like to pay a couple thousand dollars, <laughs> perhaps around four, $4,000 more to pay for other people's student loans, even though you paid off your own. Um, right now, uh, analysts estimate that the Biden proposal will cost between about $300 billion to $500 billion. It's probably closer to $500 billion based on uh, the Wharton, yes. um, the Wharton um, model that was estimating the cost. And, um, you know, Wharton's part of the University of Pennsylvania. And um, what this would mean is it's about $4,000 per household. So, like, let's say you had $20,000 of student debt. You worked really hard to pay it off over the past 10 years or so. You know, this proposal would ask you to pay another $4,000 for somebody else. So they don't have to do what you did. Um, And so for some people, they're okay with that. It just doesn't bother them. But for other people, that really violates their notion of fairness. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Fascinating stuff. Uh, A great uh, deep dive as always. Emily Aikens, Vice President and Director of Polling at the Cato Institute. And this, Emily, just demonstrated why you have to go beyond just those top line questions, the headline kind of questions, uh, and get down deeper into the data. Emily, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. Great insight from Emily Akins from the Cato Institute. You got to look past the top line, folks. It's not just the headline that matters, it's underneath where everything really gets done. Stick around, we'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.